Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. As you may know, coaching business owners is one of the most fulfilling elements of what I do. And if you don't know, now you know. I go live on Instagram and Facebook every week answering your questions. I host group coaching sessions on the inside of Social Curator's private community. I mean, heck, who am I kidding? I coach friends, family, colleagues, people who don't even ask for my advice. I was like, I know you probably don't want my opinion, but I got opinions. I have opinions about opinions. I can't help it. I'm not even lying. I was like this way as a kid. I will never forget sitting at the dinner table and my mom had told me, I need you to stop right now. And I was stunned. And I'm like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? She's like, this, Jasmine, all of this. Why do you have an opinion about everything? And I was like in disbelief until a couple Sundays later, I was kicked out of Sunday school. I can't even make this up. Who gets kicked out of Sunday school? They had to call my parents from church, from like the main area where all the adults and parents stay because I had opinions about the way the Sunday school teacher was teaching. I said, I I think you have the facts wrong. And he got annoyed that I challenged him. And you want to know what? When I came out and I told my parents, he was doctrinally wrong. This is why. And I brought out scripture and my parents, they were so annoyed because I was right. (laughs) So, I mean, friends, when I tell you I have opinions and I love coaching and I want to do all the things, it's like stems from childhood. It's just who I am. Today's episode is kind of the same thing, hopefully uh, with a little bit less kicking me out of Sunday school. I love coaching sessions and I get to answer questions for small business owners who subscribe to Social Curator. I keep these coaching sessions exclusive to members on the inside. I'm so excited for you to hear their questions on everything from growing a podcast to overcoming imposter syndrome. So let's jump right in and I'll chat with you at the end. Hi, Jasmine. My name is Lynn. I'm an educator and a mentor for mompreneurs who are in their first few years after baby. So they're trying to juggle it all. Oh, I'm (laughs) I'm your target um, audience right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I have an online community and our mission as a community is to break down the myth of super mom and redefine what it means realistically to be a really super mom within our constraints of real life. So um, my question is, uh, I started a podcast last fall and I really enjoy that medium. I I guess I like talking to nobody. I'm not sure, but (laughs) I'd like to leverage that a little bit more, but I'm not sure how to do that, how to find my ideal client on the Mm. airwaves, like, because I can't go to them like we could on other social platforms. Oh, Lynn, oh, Lynn. (laughs) Honestly, if I just had one extra hour a day, I would create a podcasting social app. It is virtually impossible to discover podcasts. It is so difficult on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. There hasn't, I I just think it's like the industry is begging for some sort of podcast disruption because the best we have, the best we have are suggested podcasts, which are limp at best. And I have only ever discovered, we've been at this now going on, we're going um, two and a half years. We've been at this, at at this podcast for two and a half years and the rate of growth is so slow. And there's only been two avenues of growth. Number one, advertising on social 
platforms to get people to the podcast. But that takes a lot of money and it takes strategy and you have to like manage it. And specifically for podcasting, it's a rather large commitment. It's not like dating on a social app. Like maybe it's like the first time you meet somebody, do you want to go to dinner and drinks? I don't, I don't know. This is a long time to like hang out with you. So it's like running ads for that is a big commitment. The ad has to be super juicy and super niche, which makes it more expensive to run. So the next big idea that I can encourage you, and this is where we've seen the biggest amount of growth is pitching yourself to be on other podcasts in similar things. And the beauty about what you do, Lynn, is you're, you're teaching people not how to be a super mom, but you're teaching people how to be a super mom. And so you can go into the religious podcasts. You can go into business podcasts. You can go into a child behavior podcast, like essentially about 50% of the human population is female and about 30 something percent of that are moms. So you have a large market and so many different opportunities. So now if you're really serious about getting more ears to your podcast, then your objective would be to set up a really great pitch for being a guest. And this means that it's going to take marketing time from Lynn to market herself to get on other podcasts. So, you know, the, the beauty, the sexiness of social media is that it's fast. It's click and podcasting. Good Lord, have mercy. It's the long game, but podcast listeners are not social media followers. Podcast listeners roll deep. Podcast listeners will drive an extra mile, stay up an hour late and pay a dollar more. They roll different. So to me, to kind of uh, shake up who you have in your pocket to turn into customers, you have your short-term game, social media, small interactions, and then you got your long-term game. So if I were Lynn, what I would do is I would first and foremost start creating a list in different industries of five podcasts. Let's not get crazy. Five in, if you think like your target demo happens to come from Catholic moms, Christian moms, Jewish moms, Muslim, whatever it is, pick out five podcasts that you think it would be a great fit for. And then you get into woman entrepreneur. Then you want to pick five podcasts, child behavior, five podcasts. Okay. So once you have that, that we're going to want to do is listen to every single one of those podcasts in full so that you have a good idea. And then what you want to do is go through the last 25 to 45 titles of that podcast to see what are they talking about, who past guests have been. If you see somebody else talking about not being a super mom, but being a super mom, then you want to listen to that podcast and see what did that guest say and how are you different? And all you're basically doing is excavating information so that when you pitch the podcast host, you say, I noticed last time you had Dr. Xavier's talk about this. I totally agree with him, uh, with her. And this is how I see it, but slightly different. And then all of a sudden the podcast pitch does not become, Hey there, love your podcast. I want to be on it. You have to come in and position yourself as a supporter. Oh, and also step number three, leave a review, leave a review for any podcast you want to be on. And then what you say is I've listened. I've left a review. This person says something similar to what I say, but this is my take on it. I think I could add value. Let me know if there's anything else that I can do better yet. Some of the best podcast pitches we've ever heard is somebody will make a 30 second video. Hi, my name is Lynn. I love your podcast. And you go in and you pitch yourself like it's an Instagram story. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, girl did not come to play. They're serious. And you get moved up towards the top. And then after that, there's a large chance, Lynn, that nine and a half out of 10 people will say no. 
And then what you'll do is you'll just say, no problem. Can I, can I reconnect in three months? And everybody says, yes, everybody says, yes, we say, yes, feel free to connect with us back in three months and 9.5 people out of 10 do not follow up. But Lynn, Lynn will follow up because she's going to make herself a little calendar reminder. And then you're going to reach out to that. Hey, I reached out three months ago. I have to tell you that the most persistent people, people were like, I'm not sure they'd be on the podcast. They come on following up four times. And I'm like, you want to know what? If nothing else, (laughs) I'll just come on you because this persistent means something. And so I would just highly encourage you to sit there and big out and look at it as your big picture marketing plan for podcast. It ain't sexy, but man, it really does create and cultivate a different type of supporter for the business. I love that. I I was looking for actionable things and I like, you just gave me a whole list. So that's good. (laughs) Just in case you're not totally overwhelmed, I'll make sure that our podcast producer, Christy links to a podcast that we did goodness, maybe last year on how to pitch yourself as a podcast guest. There's a little bit of overlap, but we also have like a, a full on checklist. So Lynn, we got you covered. We'll link it in the show notes. How can people find you and other super moms out on the internet? I love it. Um, I am at Happy Mama, spelled M-A-M-A, wellness. So Happy Mama Wellness on all social channels. And my website is happymamawellness.com. Thank you, Lynn. I appreciate you. Thank you. This was wonderful. Hello. Hi, Jasmine. I'm Geneva. I'm a video strategist and editor. And my question today is, does the feeling of who am I to run this business ever go away? Oh, Geneva, I wish, I wish you had a coaching call with somebody else because they might give you hope. They might be like, after seven years and multiple seven figures, it goes away. I'm not that person. I'm just going to speak my truth. Every day I wake up and I ask myself, should I be, should I be running social care? Am I the best person? It is at least a weekly occurrence where I'm like, maybe we should hire a CEO. Like a CEO would know what to do. And I can just, I want to abdicate not responsibility because I know I am responsible and I have a good suspicion that you are responsible. But what I want to do is abdicate fear of making a decision that has an impact, not just on myself or my clients, but a small team. And so I think to myself, I can look forward to the day when I say the fear goes away, but I also know that the moment the fear goes away, I got too big for my britches and I'm not ready for the next big thing. I am learning. I have not learned. I am in the process of learning that I need to be a little bit afraid a lot of the time. And it's the fear. I have noticed that fear makes me see super clearly that I'm just like, this is the decision I've waited too long to make, but the fear has struck and something needs to happen. And like, that's the thing that I need. And so I'm thankful for fear and I'm thankful for doubt, but I also need to acknowledge it. I'm feeling fear. And then I have, I go inward. I'm like, why am I feeling fear? Oh, I actually don't want to make that decision. I'm feeling fear. Okay. What is it? I'm afraid that the results will be public and then people are going to have an opinion. Okay. I'm feeling fear. And so it's like really acknowledging the fear and the wondering of who am I and going back, what came up for me right now? And the minute that you see it, so just yesterday, I'm driving with my husband and we're going to Los Angeles. We have a, a meeting with our tech team. And I'm just going to be the very first person to let you know, I'm not a tech founder. I don't know anything tech related. And so literally we're driving on a street called Magnolia in Burbank. And I said, I feel really embarrassed. And the emotion that came up for me was embarrassment. And then I had to ask myself, why am I feeling embarrassed? 
And what came up for me so strongly was shame. I'm feeling shameful that I am a CEO walking into a room of people who speak a different language. And I think to myself, I'm embarrassed because what are they thinking about me leading a company that's tech when I don't know jack squat about tech? And so this is a conversation that I'm sharing with you less than 24 hours that I had had it. So the answer to your question is, does it go away? I don't know if I ever want it to, but being 15 years into this, the answer has been no. So it's almost the fear is a good driving point to get us to grow. (laughs) Absolutely. And then the challenge becomes not to let the fear overcome us because the fear can be a catalyst and it could also take us captive. And oftentimes what I see with business owners is that flight or fight. And you have to make the decision that like, I see the fear, I acknowledge where is it coming from, then I'm going to fight through those emotions or I'm going to freeze. I'm going to turn my back way and be like, I'm just not going to address it. And the people who turn back and not address it, the business goes down because you're not actually fully encompassing what is actually going on in that moment. So the fear is a good thing as long as we don't allow it to overwhelm us. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate you. Where are you located? San Diego. And you're, you're recording and it looks like you're, are you on a boat? I live on a sailboat. Yes. You live on a sailboat? (laughs) This is incredible. (laughs) This is amazing. Okay. So how can people find you now? I just want to go and like create content in San Diego because I want to work with a curator. Like, what do you do? Like, (laughs) let's make a video on a boat. Um, (laughs) uh, How can people find you on social media? Yes. Um, online, my website is davidsonvirtualassistant.com and my Instagram is davidsonvirtualassistant as well. I thought you said you're in video. So yeah, I, I mean, if you want to answer another question, but I started out as a virtual assistant that specialized in that. And then I just have kept the business name. So I don't know if at some point I should change names, <laughs> but wait I already a minute, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So are, <laughs> wait, 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 are you still doing virtual assistants? I have one client that I do some stuff for, but now so the answer is no, mostly no. Yeah. Then why in the world is your social content like Davidson virtual assistant? You come in asking a fear question. Maybe girl, you need a branding question. Well, because I was like, I, you know, previously did my website. It looks great. I have like the domain and all the things. And then I was like, do you, uh, do you change it? I don't know. I don't yes. know. So yeah. This is the conversation I've been having with myself. (laughs) No, no, no. Let's end the conversation today. You can change your Instagram account and still keep your account. And you can change your Facebook page and still keep your Facebook page. And you could redirect a URL. And the website doesn't have to change. The website could still look freaking great. We're just going to take Davidson Virtual Assistant and point it towards Davidson. I live on a boat and I make videos.com or something. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, girl. Okay, so in Spanish, you don't, you don't say all the sandal, you take up a chunk, I'm going to take up a chunk, I'm be like, boom, boom, like, come on, girl, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get this. You cannot say Davidson Virtual Assistant be video. All right, okay. I'll change that. <laughs> so, we're all about action, we're all about action, and we know, and I'm not going to have you drop the actual name quite yet, but maybe if when we launch this podcast, like, you will give us the new updated um, information so we can add it to the show notes. So a uh, new one will be in the show notes. My producer just said, so by what date will you change all social 
and have a redirect for your URL. By what date? I don't care if you say it's in six years, but I need you to put a date down and say, I am going to change it. And we're going to be launching this podcast soon. So it's got to be before that because you don't want to lose any sort of like free traffic. I feel like it's not that hard to change a lot. It would just be getting a new logo. So I could do all the changes. Why your logo still has like virtual assistant stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So, um, okay. So you actually, you can actually change everything without a logo. Keep your logo. Let's just not put any pressure on the logo yet. The, like, honest to God, nobody's hiring you because of your logo. I'll just be very honest. They're hiring you because of you and your presence and the content you create. So let's just not use the logo as a shield to inactivity. So when are we going to change all social and the URL? Well, I could do that today. <laughs> oh, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Okay. So I'm expecting the DM today. And then we will add the new, uh, the new touch points in our show notes. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks. So our, our podcast cool. producer, our podcast producer. So here's the thing about Christy and I, we're basically like the two most annoying cousins that you can ever have. Like, if you think I'm extra homegirl is like extra times two, and we're going to be like, email us, DM us, send us homing pigeons. I'm in like, you know, Newport beach and you're in San Diego, like drive up, paint it in the sky. We want to know, <laughs> we want to know all the things. So we're not going to expect it today. That's a little pressure, but we expect it tomorrow. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. Thank you so, so much for being on the Jasmine Show Show. Thanks, Jasmine. Hi, I'm Nancy from Delray Beach, Florida. And I have a brick and mortar spa, Bella Reina Spa. And I took COVID to combine my e-commerce, which was a separate website, with my spa website. Um, I had been doing SEO for both. I had been doing everything social separate. I actually had a virtual assistant or either I paid another company to do all this work for me. I learned SEO a long time ago because I was forced to do so because I learned that most people that you pay don't know what they're doing. Um, and local SEO and national SEO are two different completely markets. So now we have a website that is together. We rebranded as Bellarena Spa and then a separate part that says beauty. So that was the setting for taking not only we have um, from Bellarena, we have what I call hero products. So we have not necessarily a whole line of skincare or a whole line of makeup, but we have a fabulous eyeliner. We have a fabulous mascara. Love it. Hero products. Plus we have national brands. So I started with social media two weeks ago of doing it myself <laughs> after letting my VA go <laughs> that had been working for me for two years with very little engagement and everything else on Instagram or anything else. She was good at writing blogs though. I will add that. So now I'm taking this over and looking at all the categories and trying to follow through with, with everything. How do you structure it so that you are talking? My ideal client is 40 years old, much younger than I am, I might add. Um, so I'm talking to a younger person and locally that 
a person is younger. Online, that person is younger. Um, this, the age of the person, it's the same person, but we are talking them through anti-aging. We're talking them through product do you have quality. separate? Do you have separate accounts for Bellarina the Spa and then your hero products? I moved them all together because it was just too much to have two separate, you know, everything was too much. So, okay. So there's going to be like, basically there's two paths. What you want is the customer path of Ascension. You have somebody who's going to the spa and then gets a treatment of some sort and really trusts the Bellarina brand and wants to buy a couple hero pieces. That's one singular path, like the physical in-person as an extension of his or her treatment at the salon or at the spa. And then you have somebody who's a national customer who's coming across the product. And when they land on your, let's just use Instagram right now, since it's gearing up to be the one of the the biggest sales platforms soon in the very near future, specifically for physical products. When they land on your Instagram bio, we need to make sure that it is very clear. Ballerina is a spa and includes optimal premier ultimate skincare products book an appointment or buy online. And so the vast majority of what you're trying to do for sales on social media is to hit the national market. It isn't so much for the local right. customer. So right. if I were you, I would over-index on the products that are being sold and then sprinkle in a few of the salon type posts. And so if I was local, if I was in Florida looking for a spot and I came to your Instagram account and I noticed that like 80% was product-based around skincare or eyeliner. And then every so often I saw a reel of one of the estheticians doing a facial using a Bellarena lotion or face wash. If I were you, I would, okay, let's get a little gritty. I would invite close family and friends in the age demo of 40 years old saying, we will provide um, a facial free or with a 50% discount. If we're able to record the process and talk about the products that we're using. I arranged a shoot on good Monday, the 25th. I'm bringing in four people to do beautiful, 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 beautiful. Okay. So we know that we're going to be in the content creation mode. And when you take those photos or whatever the case may be and say inside your social curator, you're going to upload those photos and use the caption templates that are going to be driving towards getting somebody into the physical location. But when you're looking at your Instagram feed, if you want your revenue stream to be largely coming from products, most of the visuals on your page should be geared towards the products you sell. If you really wanted to have the largest revenue stream come from in-person bookings for the spa, they should be over-indexed on spa treatments. How is that feeling for you right now? Okay. I'm starting to understand. Okay. <laughs> so from a brand standpoint, mm-hmm. and um, there's different brands that stand for different things. And you see people, there are salons and spas all over. So from a branding standpoint, we we are a luxury. We are very med spa oriented. I'm very, very particular on results. And just from a sitting back and trying, because this is the first time I'm doing this, I'm good on that. Give me marketing, give me branding, mm-hmm. but social media has been like, eh. um, and I think part of it is I have a hang up because I am a whole lot older than you guys. <laughs> and um, so I think part of it is I don't speak in that language. But at the same time, I have this volume of volumes and volumes of knowledge of 
education, skincare, um, why you should use these products, why you shouldn't use these products. And I have all this knowledge that's there that I can share because I am an esthetician, because I am a natural nail tech. Nancy, I got you. Here's the thing. I want to be in Florida and have like a libation by the water with you. I want to pick your brain. And there's two things that come up for me strongly before I get into the actual logistics of it. Number one, you are choosing to tell yourself a story that age has anything to do with social media. Okay. And that's okay. If you would like to fight to continue telling yourself that story, please feel free. I prefer not. (laughs) Okay, great. And I don't want you doing it in my presence because there have been too many people who are far older than you killing the game on social media. So if we have seen one person do something greater than what we aspire to do, and they are possessing of the thing that we think is holding us back, we've proved ourselves wrong. So if you'd like a list, I could send you a list of people who are much older than you killing it on social media. So we'll put that story out of it. Okay. If then the case is you believe you could move faster, work faster, if you had somebody come along you who is closer to your ideal client, then you just let go of a virtual assistant. I would encourage you once you've clearly defined, and I think you're actually in the process of doing that to clearly define the, who you would like to come alongside you, because what you would need is somebody to run in your head with. So you're, this, you're talking about your skin and your knowledge and what you learned from SEO and what you're learning is like your hot selling item. And this person would sit with you for an hour a week, take a lot of notes, start coming up with the Instagram post and copy using social curator by filling in the blanks according to your industry pressure points, desires, and solutions, she or he comes back to you and says, okay, Nancy, here are the things I've outlined. And then you go through and say, I would say this, and I would say that. So then you become the visionary and the editor, not the creator. I think you can run three times as fast. Okay. So if you let go, if you let go of a virtual assistant, I, what I'm hearing is that there is time and space and money to replace that person, but with an entirely different scope. Correct. Mm-hmm. And finding that person is finding that person is the same as it is to find. And let me just tell you somebody for UX, which is user experience and somebody right. for HR, which is what we're looking for. Finding good teammates will always be an adventure, right? But we can choose to say that it's very, very difficult, or we can choose to say that it's going to take the right amount of time. I will say though, the best, the best. So I work with a wonderful woman by the name of Christina and you're going to hear my daughter in the background, Nancy, and this is just my life and I'm rolling with it. And I'm just going to have her see me do some business coaching because one day she's going to be giving advice. I just see it. I don't know. Her little personality. She's just, this is just, she came into this world to tell me what to do and I'm here for it. So we're just going to roll with it. So please know that I can completely listen and watch her and still talk to you and be at two places at once. So, um, I was in the need of an executive assistant. And I felt very overwhelmed. I'm a very private person and I run at a very fast level. And the person I needed to assist me was not just, oh, to handle emails or handle a calendar or handle speaking events or handle travel arrangements or handle a multitude of things in my life. I needed it all. And I continued to tell myself, well, I'm not sure if that person actually exists because it takes this like really weird skill set. And what I started telling myself was like, I really needed a Swiss army knife of a person. And so I went through an exercise with one of my mentors. And I'm just going to repeat the questions to you. And then if you could give yourself a little bit of time to actually take a step back and think about what this actually looks and feels like for you. And I sat with, I took 10 deep breaths. I had a white piece of paper and a pen. I was 10 deep breaths. And I started just writing everything that I would want this person to be and do. But it was the being part. Who did I need this person to be? And that was such a game changer for me 
Because not only did I need them, sure, to help me with my inbox and help me with travel, what I needed this person to be was fully available, amenable, kind, and very firm. I needed a person who was okay at getting very direct feedback. I needed this person to be resilient. I needed this person to be fast. And I needed this person to jump in in any capacity. And I looked at that and I was like, well, that's crazy. That's crazy. And then I said, it would be a dream if this person lived in Southern California. I wrote all those things. And then I I wrote down the list of the things that people that she would have to do. And then I looked at that list and I focused on that list. And every time I had an interview with somebody who was interviewing for this position, I would go back to the list. We interviewed a woman who was coming to us from Disney. She was wildly overqualified to do the thing that I wanted. And she stepped in. And she has become, we now call her Tia Cristina because she is now like an auntie to Luna. <laughs> she steps in as video production. She handles all of our travel. She has done the most massive things with HR in the company. She picks up pieces. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to take some time to yourself on a white piece of paper and you're going to write, what does this person need to do? And what does this person need to be? And every time you interview for that person, you go back to your list and how close is this person? And it will absolutely positively come to you because what you start articulating and what you start putting and envisioning will then come to you. Okay. So Nancy, when are we, I'm not even going to talk about social media strategy. I'm going to talk to you about when are we going to put out a job listing? Job listing. Um, I want about, um, I think I want another two months of really diving into social curator to understand um, I'm on the the hashtag videos right now um, as I'm winding my way through all the courses. (laughs) Um, And so I feel, um, I feel better if I have the knowledge of what I'm expecting um, when I'm asking someone to do something. So if I'm asking them to write a blog, I want to know that here you go. Here's where you go to write the blog, and this You're is what gangster, you need to Nancy. have, and You're a gangster. all that other stuff. So. You are doing the thing that so few people will do: is I will do it until I know it, and I can then outsource. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. So, if you would like two months of doing it on your own, and you're actively pursuing it then what I want you to do is to put a date on your calendar two to two and a half months from now that is your reminder to say, I will now put the job listing out. Because I don't want you to say two months and then two months comes around, oh, I, I, I got it. No, no, no. It's because- either that or I'm going to sell my company. And, and, go- that's not good. And, go- and go live on Geneva's boat. <laughs> that is a social curator connection if I have ever heard one. I'm going to sell my business and I'm going to move in with another curator. Yeah, And you want to know what? Geneva will totally use you for her marketing. She that's absolutely it. will. Nancy, you are a queen. I mean, girl, I bow to you. It takes me to no one. I'm like, this girl is showing up. This is amazing. Nancy, how can people find your spa and your hero products? I am bellarenaspa.com. On Instagram, we are um, me, Bellarena. And I really want to change it. And I've been so scared to change the name on um because I really want to just have it as Bellarena Beauty or Bellarena, but I'm scared to change it for fear that it's not going to redirect correctly. And then on Facebook, we're um, Bellarena, Bellarena Spa. Nancy, thank you a thousand times over. Thank you for proving. And right here in front of us, about 10 minutes ago, you decided to tell yourself a different story. 
Oh, and yes. it was no longer that age had anything to do with how you show up. And it's fact, not age or money. <laughs> it's not girl. It's not because we're looking at you and we're like, bravo, job well done. If I find myself in Florida, I'm going to sign myself up for a facial Please. and some skincare. Thank you. Thank you. No, send me a DM like two to two and a half months from now, the same day that you actually start your listing and you put it out. You make sure that you send me a damn and say, I started it. And that's all I want to do is I'll just applaud you for taking the action. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nancy. You're the best. Welcome back. I'm honored you chose to listen to the Jasmine Star Show today. I know that as a small business owner, you have so much on your to-do list. And I know that your time is something you cherish and it's the most valuable asset you have. So thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please rate the Jasmine Star Show on iTunes by finding us on Apple Podcast and clicking leave for review. I know it seems like something really small, but I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference to myself and the team. And on that note, since we read every single review, uh, I want to thank, quote, need available username. And this person left a five-star review and said, I'm a relatively recent listener to the Jasmine Star Show, but I wanted to leave a review and say that this episode that was just released, your first five steps to starting a business was one of my favorites so far. While I feel like I know all the information that Jasmine discussed, I was able to walk away with a clear path forward to help me get unstuck. Okay, that kind of stuff, man, The content team and I, we work really hard behind the scenes. So when we know that somebody had a clear path to get unstuck, nothing, nothing means more to us. So thank you for leaving reviews and thank you for being here. I cannot do what I love doing without you and I'm forever grateful. I hope you have a beautiful day.